Hi. Hello, Dim Dan. Hello. Hey. How are we? We good? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. I really enjoyed Tim's little twirl uh-huh. there. You know, yes. I was expected you to like come up holding like a cat and stroking it. You know, <laughs> James. Bond There's still time. Style. There's still time. We can edit I that. I can see place. if he wants to get involved, but he's uh, <laughs> usually usually not as into it. <laughs> no, that's fair. Hi, I'm Dan. Dan. We have explorers yeah. of elsewhere. We're about to play some Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. Yeah. Yeah. How we How we feeling about that? Does it fill us with a uh, Encroaching sense of dread. And How many episodes have we got left? Three episodes, then. We have right? three episodes left. Nah, man, I'm I'm hyped. I've got like yeah. one spell slot. We got three episodes <laughs> left. Freaking <laughs> go! Let's. I've got five go. points. We're yeah, we're yes. we're gonna smash this. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, smash it. Smash easy. It. Absolutely smash it. Um, cool. So, well, with that in mind, it seems like we should all just smash out this title screen and jump straight into it. Okay. Title screen. Boom. The world has been broken and remade. Our civilizations are shattered, our people divided. Yet there are those who would rise up to bring a light to the all-encompassing darkness. Hi, my name's Carl. I'm playing Sir Carmichael Comstock, a Lorevar Cavalier fighter. Hi, I'm Meg. I'm playing Dryadia, a Keeper Druid. Hi, my name is Anton, and I play Frinka, a Wolfkin Scout Rogue. Hi, I'm Lane. I'm playing Milia Ray Celeste, an Ace of Our Divine Soul Sorcerer. My name's Tim, and I'm playing Galena, the Terran Sprite Alchemist Artificer. And my name is Dan. I will be the Dungeon Master on this adventure. Whilst our world has been changed, we band together, hope bright in our hearts. We push forward to reclaim what was once ours, and we shall be known as the Explorers of Elsewhere. One of the greatest tools to use within a shared community is the ability to understand or empathize with the actions of another, so as to appreciate the motive behind what they're doing in the present. On a personal level, hindsight is a powerful tool. The ability to reflect on past events, considering how we arrived at a given moment, how we process the perceived consequences of our actions, and comparing that to the actual outcome. This is a critical learning tool for a well-balanced mind. But for broken minds, the past can be a grave threat. A series of definitive truths that offer as much comfort as the walls of a prison cell. A string of events which force us to relive them over and over and over again. Worst still are the broken minds that believe themselves whole. Those doomed to staying on a road to tragedy, insistent that their future is as immutable as the past. That was all about Comstock. (laughs) (laughs) And so, we find ourselves in a cylindrical spire of sorts, a curving stairwell uh, wrapping its way um, around the edge of this 
tower, this spire. Um, motes of mana gently drifting, um, like ho hovering in midair, um, lazily being drawn to the walls, the crystalline walls of this structure. Um, approximately 40 foot up the stairwell, um, Comstock and Galena lie in crumpled hump, uh, crumpled heaps, um, whilst approximately 60 foot up. Uh, Frinka, Dryadia, and Milia watch with looks of concern, having watched just watched uh, Comstock launch himself through the air to catch a plummeting Galena. Um, the Terran sprite currently holding what appears to be a crystalline orb somewhat similar in form to the the hearts that were retrieved from the crystalline sentinels in the uh, uh, archivists in the library as everyone releases their held breaths uh Frinka, what do you do um so Frinka will address the group guys are we done here can we leave that was so. a lot. I think we, yeah, I think we are. If, uh, he looks to Galena, it's like, if you've retrieved <clears throat> what we're after, and he looks over the banisher, and we've, uh, destroyed enough of this place, I think it is indeed time for us to leave. Okay. Hopefully at least this will, uh, Help out the people in Ekabozdir. I hope so. Okay, then Frinka will make her way down the stairs. Sure. Um, Dryadia, how are you feeling right now? Very beat up. Um, I can foresee a very painful limp down those stairs. Well, if if you're kind of painfully limping, um, as you come round sort of like 180 degrees around the uh, the tower to sort of like the nine o'clock position, if you will. Mm. Um, you see, like, Galena... As, Galena, have you just kind of painfully sat up? Yeah, I think so. I'm probably just still collecting myself a bit after a very intense last uh, sure. 30 seconds. Um, in which case, yeah... Comstock's uh, beard is bristling slightly still. Dryday, you notice that Galena seems also like quite quite beat up and, and bruised um i mean the the velocity that she was traveling when mm -hmm. she was kind of intercepted by comstock um the the ferocity of both of them slammed into the the far wall you know 20 uh, 40 foot across and 20 foot down that's a significant amount of crunch um as you look around the the spire now that there's not this kind of oppressive feeling um torrent rising up through it, it seems surprisingly peaceful oh well uh Glena, you look <clears throat> nearly as bad as i feel but i'm uh glad to see you're still here uh and i sort of call to the others do you think we should um take a minute before moving on to the next madness <clears throat> Yeah. I'm suggesting a short rest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's can sensible. We take a can we take a short rest, please, Mr. DM? In this moment, 
uh, you re well, Comstock has, as this idea has kind of floated, you glance and it seems that the only entrance way to this place is through the portal um, that's on at the base of the spire. If so long as someone's keeping an eye on it for any activity, it seems relatively secluded. I might recommend staying on the little platforms here. There's, uh, there's a lot of glass down there. It'd be very uncomfortable to rest upon. The alternative, Comstock, you, you realise as you say this, is that if you were to leave the Spire, you could spend a short amount of time uh, in the main hall, uh, along with Davin Nockenbock. It might be worth checking in with the others. Yeah, do that. If we're gone too long, they might think something's happened. All right. Well, I want to take this comfy office chair down the stairs with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, allow me to carry that. <laughs> okay. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't doubt it, but still. <laughs> uh, in which case, as the um, yeah, if you all begin uh, making your way down the downstairs, um. Comstock, your progress is presumably slow as you help a almost certainly um, hobbling and limping Galena. Um, not only was she thrown to thrown 60 feet, but then she then had a night land on her. <laughs> I, I trust you're you're okay in the, uh, Lady Galena. Yeah, of course I am. Good. Not like I haven't fallen 120 feet before. Yes, I imagine it's quite a, an experience. But, um, good job. Well, well done on, on the um, retrieval there. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're good. Uh, good. I, I was sure we were good. I'm just... <clears throat> yes. Yes, quite. Let's let's return to the uh, the main hall. Nothing to see here. As um, do do I sort of catch uh, catch this interaction between um, between Comstock and Galena? Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're a yeah? little way okay. ahead of you, but yeah, I'm not very quiet. Well, well the... neither neither of us are very quiet people. <laughs> <laughs> I guess as they're slowing down to have this interaction, I'm just gonna like come past them and clap them both on the shoulders and say, look, in my tribe, we have a saying, and that is that love should be free. And when emotions are high, these sorts of things are bound to happen. You should just, you should just go with what your bodies are telling you. It's nothing to be ashamed about. I sort of pinch them both on the cheek. And I keep on my way down. <laughs> uh, but it's difficult, you just like ping against Comstock's faceplate, like ping. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ashamed about it at all until uh, just now, actually. <laughs> yes, you've somehow made it more uncomfortable. Much more, much more solid now. Uh, so, um, as you, as your, Addy, as your, uh, Dry Addy, as you're having this kind of conversation with comes uh, <laughs> and Galena. Um, you emerge into the kind of what could arguably be described as like a, a, a hall of sorts, like the, the, the entrance hall. 
Um, and as you walk uh, along the kind of short hallway uh, up the short flight of five steps, um, you find yourselves kind of in the presence of the large draconian, uh, draconic form of a Khan. Um, and looking to your left, you see the, the long hallway down. Um, Nock and Bok are currently sat on the kind of the, the, the flight of steps partway along this hallway. Um, and Davin is pacing backwards and forwards. Uh, and as they, as you approach and your voices carry, um, you notice Davin kind of look up to you like a, a surprised little woodland creature. Um, and the, but the faces imprinted on Nock and Bok uh, insinuate um, a, a mild irritation that suggests that Davin has been pacing for quite some time. Uh, are, are you okay? Oh, you're back, you're back. Yes, we just had. Yeah, just one too many spirits. You know how it is. Spirits, Davin says, and looks a, a little uneasy. Um, and then, kind of, he, he does his best to kind of catch himself from sort of like receiving. Ah, spirits. <laughs> also, have hard <clears throat> lessons on gravity. Davin's not too sure what to make of that. The the two goblins nod sagely. Mm, gravity's a bitch. Um, how, how, what? How when how did it go? What 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 did you find? What happened? Why have you got holes in you? Spirits, David. We we just went over this. Oh yes, yes, spirits. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems to be the format now. We we go into a portal. We get, you know, the ship beaten into us, and then we come out of the portal. You know, no doubt it'll be the same for the next, however many bloody portals are in this stupid place. Well, um, yes. Yes, uh, but if uh, if there was ever anyone who would be proficient at um, the, 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 the the inward shit kicking, uh, I think it would be you. Yes, yes. Um, well done, all of uh, all all of all of you. Yes. I agree. Didn't you guys say Thank that you, he was Franco. like really eloquent before? Yes, I don't <laughs> know what happened. He, he managed to inspire a whole town, and it seems like he's regressed. Really blew your whole load at once there, Davin, didn't you? <laughs> he goldfishes, um, and you hear some kind of sniggers from the, the two goblins um, behind him. Uh, one of them, the one with the sledgehammer, it's not called Bok, one of the two. Um, he's sort of like leaning on it. Uh, he's got like the, you know, leaning on the head of the of the sledgehammer. Um, and the other one's just sort of like, like stretching out the... the the stretchability, testing out the stretchability of his slingshot. Um, Galena, what are you doing with that orb? Hmm. Um, I don't know if there was that much that we saw about it. Was there? Can you remind me what mm. was what was orbing with the orb? Sure. I know it was potentially like a link. Was it to? So, roll me a quick arcana. A quick arcana? Love to. Just a quickie. Uh, and whilst yes, this is happening... Swift arcana, 19. 
19, very cheeky. Um, whilst this is happening, everyone, please feel free to begin taking a short rest. Ooh. Thank you. Um, yeah, I am definitely looking at this orb while reclining. <laughs> Just on the floor, on your No, back. I've got my chair, mate. Oh, you've got your chair, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a Jarl in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> so, you... Now you've got a close, you've had a chance to start kind of analyzing it. You find that, like, you hold it in, in your left hand, um, and you can, like, you can feel, like, the energy, like, the native energy kind of pulsing um, within it. Um, you can feel sort of like that, that crackling. It, it, It's clear, whatever it is, it's clearly, like, a powerful conduit of mana. But it's when you transfer it to your right hand um, that... You see, you you realize that you're able to just outright like understand it, um, and yes, you acknowledge that um, this whatever is in this, um, it's almost like a like it thrums with you suspect like abjuration magic in so much that it simmers down the the volatility of <clears throat> mana flow. For all extents and purposes, it is a stabilizer of sorts. Ah, yes. Um, and as you glance across from your recliner chair, um, you look at the space at, in front of the statue of a Khan um, that looks like it could house a portal. And like the the you know the, the rune markings are already there. Um, but yeah, you Great. fully acknowledge you have two of the four prerequisite parts. It's, it's fundamentally two power sources from the two archivists. You've now got a stabilizer. Sweet. All, all you need now is a destination um, and uh, a key. Okay, so I, where are we going um, now? <clears throat> well, Miss Frinker asks, uh, "What's you know that you've you've been through two of the areas uh, to remain?" So we said blue, right? You know, I think I think I'm feeling red. Feeling yeah. red? I'm feeling blue. It feels 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 like a red day. Ere mm. the sun rises. Okay, are we all ready? Well, uh, is there any are there any conversations happening between like short conversations between you lot as before you head off? Might just check in with Milia. Doing okay there? As alright as I can be. I think we just have to keep going. It's not just for our sake; it's for everyone's. Absolutely. We'll keep pushing for it, and uh, before you know it, we'll be out of this damn place. It'll be fine. We've had, you know, big crystallized robots, ghosts. You know, couldn't get any worse, surely. Probably. I oh. suspect that the next one will probably just be a, a large sign uh, pointing which way to go to get to the top. Yeah. Maybe even some stairs. We'll find out. Mm. 
Maybe in some some facilities to make a nice cup of tea. Oh, I could oh. do with the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go behind this statue. I'm sure a Khan won't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a really solid idea. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I am. I am in just... fact going to. Pop <laughs> I, I am going to go and have a little piss um, on a Khan. Are, are, are you sure that peeing on the statue of the betrayer is a good idea? He he might be watching. He deserves it. I've never had a better idea in my life. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a good turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so as you as the sounds of uh, Galena letting out a contented little sigh uh, echo through the halls. Um, yeah, you, <laughs> Frinka, is, uh, sorry, Galina, as you zip up, um, you see <laughs> that uh, Frinka is making her way towards uh, the, what could Chaz really be called, like the Northwestern uh, Hall, um, which seems to be dominated by hues of azure. Um, it feels... Like as you approach uh, the, the the kind of the north, the, the the blue hall, the air around you feels it feels quite cold. Um, Dryadia, you notice Comstock give an involuntary shudder as he descends down the stairs into this hall. Um, Milia, as you enter, there's this. Like, it feels like your soul has just been weighed down upon. Like, there's a like there's a pressure on your shoulders, almost. Um, Frinka, you... As you step down, with every step that you descend down, there's this feeling <clears throat> of... There's this odd sensation of, like, insecurity and unsureness kind of fills your mind but as you will kind of reach the reach the bottom and you and the you know these feelings are pervasive enough that you notice them they seemingly stop um galena as you look around you can't help but suspect that the the magical nature of the construction of this place is beginning to have a almost like a background effect and you know that these crystals thrum with enchantment and illusion um, you know with distinct currents of the other schools of magic but um, yeah this place is this place is having an effect on you and you've not really been here all that long that uh, waiting around for that shot rest might have been uh Bit risky. Let's let's keep moving, people. Can we go, Red? <laughs> no, I'm not hitting this one. Yeah, I think Red was better. I think it probably doesn't matter which we go in, as Triadia has quite uh, eloquently put. Whichever one we're going into, we're going to get shit kicked. So let's just get it started. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, so as Comstock strides into the swirling blue vortex in front of him. I think we should just leave him, you know? Let's wait. Okay. Let's just all go to the red. <laughs> you emerge into a small 20 by 20 ish foot room. 
the first words that come to your mind when you see your surroundings illuminated by the, the blue glow of the portal is tomb. The stone architecture, the pillars that rise behind you to the ceiling, um, the reliefs of uh, religious iconography um, on the uh, like the, the frescoes on the on the walls behind you, the cobwebs. This place doesn't feel welcoming in the slightest. The only thing of note is a door that stands in front of Comstock. Um, it is old, uh, a reinforced wood, but ornate decoration. I have a terrible feeling I know what this place is. What is it? I worry we're about to walk into the tomb of Atrax's fallen love. The one he's so desperate to recover. Oh, weird. I wonder if uh, we've travelled somewhere else, or if it's, if it's been travelled here, or if it even exists, or... If our suspicions are correct, this place is going to be heavily protected. Steal yourselves. <laughs> you wonder what he had going through his head when he thought about the architecture of this place. Open the door. Okay. As you open the door, a warm light floods in around you to clash with the cold blue of that behind you. And in front of you is a corridor with a worked stone floor. Chandeliers hang from the ceilings above you. And moving from one room to the next, contextually, makes zero sense. You see a number of doors flank on the walls either side of you. Uh, some ten foot in, two of them ten foot in, and then more further on. The corridor itself bends round to the right a little bit further up. Galena, as you step out and look around, what strikes you, uh, Galena and Milia, actually, what strikes you is that what you're seeing is more akin to a stately home. The stone flooring kept in such a way that belies, you know, Ace of Our Noble Housing, um, the older Ace of Our uh, Noble Housing up in the mountains. Galena, you know, Terran Sprite Noble Housing, buried, uh, built, and constructed deep underground. Very weird. This isn't, to look at it, this is not a tomb at all. I'm going to vibe it. Okay. As you kneel down, check. what's the vibe? Tell me. <laughs> As you Bear kneel down, doing a vibe check, and place your hand upon the floor uh, and pulse out. Apart from the four sets of feet around you, you feel nothing. Hmm. Mm, vibe's pretty dead in here. That or they're not touching the floor. Sure. So, um, yes, so Dryadia has a door next to her, Frink has a door next to her. You see a third door, third and fourth door slightly further up, uh, or third, fourth, and fifth, 
um, and Comstock as you creep up the the corridor, um, and all you c it's quiet enough that all you can hear are your own breathing and the slowly flickering flames on the uh, chandeliers overhead. But Comstock, you notice a sixth door just on the corner to your right, um, and as Frinka overtakes you. Um, you see that the corridor does, in fact, carry on round to the right. Okay, here's a crazy idea. Open all the doors at the same time. Yes, that way we can all yes. die at the same time when we get swarmed by whatever on the other side of them. Exactly. I love this plan. <laughs> Go, Galina! <laughs> Galina. Okay, oh, what's uh, in here? Three, two, open, one. As you open the door... Um, you find yourself looking into what looks like a well it's a room with a tiled floor there is a large uh a large kind of table that dominates the room um chairs surround the table um and you can see that there are a number of maps tomes script like books um you see what look like little wooden tokens and the like and to look around you probably never saw one but you would imagine this to be a war room of sorts like a you know uh, the sort of room where strate strategy and grand planning on uh, a military scale would be conducted um the room you see that there are um empty bottles of uh, alcohol lying around the the room flick like the shadows flicker from the candles at the back of the room but as you look in five oh. figures appear in front of you you see four figures wearing black and purple cloaks their hoods right up over their heads um and you immediately how how much uh roll me a history check look you take one look at these four uh, on the sides of the flanks of the table and you recognize these to be akani mage generals this is the uniform of the wizards that led the akani the like the you know the assault of the arcane dragons uh, against the mortals at the head the car. at the head of the table is Atrak except he holds the end of the table with both hands he's stooping he's bre his he breathing is heavy and laboured it's clear he's in pain his head is down and as he looks up you can see that he is bloody and bruised. His eyes, his eyes look wild. Um, the four wizards around the table look pensive and quiet. says Atrak as he stands and he instinctively brings one hand to a wound 
on his torso. We, we're not entirely sure, General, says the Lorivar wizard closest to you, Galena. It's clear that this attack was planned quite some time in advance, but how did you let this happen? The room goes quiet. There is a fire sprite um, on the opposite side of the table to the Lorivar. My lord, we had no idea that the enemy had the ability to create um, we weapons like this. It's it's unprecedented. It's it's unethical. It, I, I, and to give our clerics their due, they did everything they could. And the moment the words leave the sprite's mouth, everyone. The other three wizards around the table know he's made a mistake as Atrax slowly turns to look. She is dead. We failed to protect her. I, I will not stop. I cannot stop. What does this this poison, what does it do? What is it doing to me right now? Milia, from where you're stood, you can see an Acevile wizard who hasn't kind of bowed her head in any way since this conversation has started. The mage bane is coursing its way through your body, Atrak. It is stripping apart your soul, mana strand by mana strand, for all extents and purposes. You are no longer able to cast magic. You are a wizard no longer. We believe, however, that whatever the the true intent of the poison was to be much more devastating. Yeah. It would seem that um, Lady Mavania has suffered the true brunt of the attack. You're alive because of her. Atrak closes his eyes, um, and as he looks through to the four wizards, um, he finally looks at the female goblin to his left, and she nods in agreement. We will do everything we can to save her. We will tear this world apart to save her. We will find a way. We were fighting a war, but she has made this personal. And as he says that, the four, the five images around the table fade. Galena, you notice as the the images have faded, the room around you is real. 
It was only these spectres, these these illusionary visions, that seemed to be. Um, well, everything around you is real. The spect obviously, what you saw was a, pro a projection of sorts, but there is an undeniable arcane presence here. Um, you f you sense that. Like the, the sort of magic that comes from your right hand permeates this place. Um, the room looks like it is actively used, even now. Um, because, and Comstock, as the, as the five kind of ghosts' memories fade, um, you notice that the map on the table is one of what you can assume is the local region that you're currently in. The tower and the crystal spine forest to dominate the center of the map. But you can see in fresher ink, um, New Prosper, drawn to the south. Ekabosdir, drawn to the southeast. The coastline seems to have been mapped out. And it's clear from the information on this map that Atrak has been here for a significant amount of time. He uses this room. He shares it with his memories. This is a trophy room. I think these all will be trophy rooms. Where do you want to keep this? Comstock takes off his helmet and, and shows you like the, the scuffs and scar uh, scars and dents and rents on it. Same reason I still wear this. A reminder of things that have gone wrong or moments where life flashed before our eyes. He wants to remember why he's angry why everything went wrong and I have a feeling the stories will tell the same not all trophies are positive things sometimes you keep hold of the bad stuff and treasure is just the same it's what makes him him these days um Dryadia you hear a click and behind you um more light floods into the hallway as you see Frinka step into what appears to be a bedroom. It's small and quaint. It feels like a bedroom for a sole occupant. But Frinka, as you enter, you notice two figures materializing <laughs> under the covers of the bed. It's a purple scale dragonborn cradling a Majani woman. I'm just going to say, damn, your hero forge skills are just getting better and better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Finger turns around, goes, you think they're real? They are memories. Don't worry. You, you think they're going to do it? I hope not. <laughs> you see the two Oh, no, what does he use this memory room for? <laughs> <laughs> You see the two of them glance, like looking up to the ceiling. From his body language, you note that Atrax seems at peace in this moment. You don't recognize the Majani woman that he's got his arm around, but you have a pretty good idea who it could be. Her fingers lightly graze 
um, across his chest in a, a soothing manner. Um, and you watch as his brow furrows. I... I don't... I don't know what to do. I... I've been thinking about this over and, and over and over again, and I... I'm struggling to think of a series of a, a series of actions that I can take that bring me to a conclusion that I would be happy with. But who are we to deny the the decree of gods? The Mavania, the the dragons themselves are here, and they they want us to fight for them. Why, why are we the ones fighting the wars of gods? They're immortal, Mavania. We, we're not. We, what? How are we even? And Mavania places a finger to Atrax's lips. It's okay, Atrax. No one would ever have thought that a divide like this would ever happen. And it's... It's those with the strongest belief, the strongest conviction that will be victorious. And those with the strongest belief and convictions are the ones that know that they are fighting for the right thing. Akan's gifts are just that. They are a gift. My people have spent generations learning how to harness the ebb and flow of magic. And we are creations of the dragons just as much as anyone else. Akan has faith in mortals. The divine dragons don't. And if you believe that, then you will be the victor. The dragon sent lets out a deep sigh and he turns his head away. But you know that Haladradis will not see it the same way. She's already made her choice. And I don't think I can... Who am I to come between the two of you? The Majani woman looks sad for a moment, and I believe in you, Atrak. Whatever you decide to do, if that is to stand against my sister, I will stand with you. You need to do what you need to do. And the figures fade. Uh, during the conversation, Frinka was just throwing pebbles at Atrax's face. They phase through his face and hit the pillow. <laughs> yeah. Can I, um... All right. Well. Yes, Dryadio. Can I make some sort of like religion or law check on what Atrax was saying about us being, or like the the, the people of 
this world being like creations of the dragons themselves. How does that hold up against my own sort of faith in the, the sort of wild spirits? It, is it, you know, is that the same narrative or is it is it something different? Um, I mean, the, the various, uh, like the various civilizations and peoples of elsewhere all have, you know, varying, um, creation beliefs like how the how they all came to be um certainly one of the more prevalent stories is that um the mortals are the creations of the dragons like various aspects of the dragons so on and so forth um you know that and whilst uh keepers put a lot of emphasis into well, it was what was originally sort of the spirit of elsewhere that would go on to manifest during the eschaton for the first time. Um, there are, uh, you know, there are certainly dragons that align with the idea of this kind of natural being of elsewhere. Um, so, for example, Dradia, you certainly would have grown up with, um, some dragons, uh, some keepers, um, giving praise to Gogoldin, the wild heart, um, who protects the domains of nature and life, for example. Uh, so some keepers will say that they are the children of Gogoldin. Um, others say they, you know, others look at, well, we are the, the children of elsewhere in her entirety. Um, some, some think that, you know, some believe that the, the well, some radically think that uh, the mortal races existed before the dragons came um, but that's crazy talk the uh, but the idea that the mortal races were put were made in the way they were as group decisions of the pantheon of 20 that is a very common belief okay but as the yeah as you kind of look in uh, you and Milia both recognize that as the the memory fades this two person bed there is only one side of it that has been used for a long time as I step in mm -hmm. I'm going to take a look around and see if there's anything make you can maybe salvage out of this room before I do what I'm about to do <laughs> uh Give me a. Hmm. When you say something salvageable, what is it you got in mind? Anything that could help us later on, even vaguely. You note that what's on the sort of like the the drawers, the the cupboard, the drawer on your the set of drawers on your left, the cupboards on your right. Um, everything here seems to be personal. That well, the sort of thing you you might find in someone's bedroom—they're they, personal trinkets and tokens, um, kind of memories to, well, physical tokens like memories of, of what's come in the past. Um, there is a there is a book on the bed. Um, you note that it's on on the side of the bed that doesn't appear to be slept in. Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up and take a look at it then. Sure. Um, as you flick through it, you realize that this is a 
diary. Uh, and well, it, it's a diary. Do you read through some of the papers? I'll pass it back to someone who might be interested. I found the diary of attack in here. If anyone wants to, I can... I'll take it and have a flick through. See if there's sure. any insight to be sort of. Sh- especially, I guess I'm looking into his sort of his state of mind. Sure. As you flick the book open, you realise. That it's not Atrax's diary. Mm-hmm. It's Mavania's. Oh. It's not very well filled out. Um, it's clear that, I mean, from in comparison to a diary that you had in a previous life, this one is sporadic, at best. There's only there's only about a dozen entries. But looking at the dates, you realize that they're from approximately 18 to 12 months ago, give or take, during the war. And it's little passages that Mavania seems to have written down, seemingly whilst on the move. And they're, they're small little notes. They're notes that, to read them, it seems like they are notes of someone who is trying to distract herself from what is happening. Um, without the context, without your kind of natural context of the dates of which they were written, you would assume that nothing of importance was currently happening. But you know. Like, we arrived at this place. We moved here. Uh, um... Atrak's busy. He, I haven't seen him for a, a few days. With the context that the, there is a war raging in the background, puts a somber note on these otherwise genteel entries. You do know from reading it, however, that this the writer of this diary truly believed in the actions of Atrak. As that happens, Millie, what are you doing? Uh, I'm looking around for the source of what's projecting the memory. Uh, give me an arcana check. 13. So... Like you, you watched as the the memory kind of formed and then dissipated, and like looking around, like you, the one thing you notice that's very peculiar ever since you left that kind of tomb entrance is that the walls are stone like. They they look like the inside of a noble's house. There's a there's an interesting choice. So like the floor here is wood, the floor out there is stone. Like the construction of that's a bit weird. And all the construction of something like this, like this tangentially solid here is a bit weird. And on even on a 13, it dawns on you as you approach and sort of like graze a finger across the stone wall. Your finger doesn't 
react to the wall as you expect it and you feel a crystalline surface masked behind the stone wall. It dawns on you that whilst this place is tangentially kind of real and usable, it's seemingly been conjured by the tower. And like looking at the room, the bedroom in front of you, turning over, looking over your shoulder at the the war room on the other side of the corridor, like the and the the corridor itself, like these places exist or existed, but never together. And it seems like the tower has been pulling these places from somewhere. And as you look at, as you think on the memories, it wonder if this place, this whole area, has been constructed from Atrak's memories. This, it's this entire tower, his, his memories. I... We need to keep moving. Uh, Galena, what are you Hello. doing while this is all happening? Um, mostly having a bit of a think, really, and okay. forcing myself to look at the illusory face of a person who, albeit probably indirectly, uh, my work may have contributed to the death of. So... Yeah, just, just feeling a bit somber and... Somber thought. Okay. Wondering how many more people have been through some really terrible shit. Sure. Comstock and Frinka, um, you find yourselves on the corner of the corridor bend. Um, so Comstock specifically... Well, Comstock and Frinka, you've got... You've got four doors that you can immediately see. Frinka, you can see a fifth at the end of the corridor. What you notice, uh, Frinka, mm -hmm. all of these doors appear well... Like, all of these doors are in light. It's very clear that the doors are here. You notice, however, that the one door at the end of the corridor is seemingly unlit. It's in a narrow corridor, not like the the wider, more welcoming areas that you find yourself in currently. These are that one's almost tucked away. Uh but um yeah, between the two of you, what is it you're like yeah, Comsock uh Comsock and Frinker, what are you doing? Take your pick, Frinka. I know you want to open one. Okay. <laughs> What's here? Attack, what are you doing? Okay. Frinka opens another room, uh, another door, and steps into what, a, what you would describe as a study of some sort. Mm -hmm. The room is illuminated only by a small flickering candle on a desk at the far end. The, the room is only approximately 20 feet deep and 10 foot wide. It is cramped. But hunched over the table, 
over the desk, furiously, like, surrounded by stacks of tomes, is a purple dragon scent, who is frenetically moving from tome to tome, looking backwards and forwards. Um, you see as Atrak looks over his shoulders to grab um, a scroll from the floor to his right, the bloodshot, his bloodshot eyes and how much more sunken, sunken they normally are, it's clear that he's not slept in some time. But Frinka, you've not, you've never met Atrak. Um, but Comstock, as you peer over Frinka's shoulder, Atrak doesn't look well. He looks thin. He looks ill. He looks worse than he did in the war room. And you see as Atrak moves from scroll to tome to ledger to book, you notice that there is one tome that dominates the desk in front of him. Um, and seemingly Atrak arrives and has a realization as he looks back at this large tome. Um, and Frinka, you notice that the ink on the pages seems somewhat more sanguine than normal. Atrak reads the words on the page and kind of looks around him and you note that he seems worried. He seems scared. And under his breath, he whispers to himself, The things I could do with this tower. The things that I could do with these promises of power from Lord Akan. I'll be damned if I do this. And you watch as his breathing becomes laboured as it's clear he's pained with a choice he's about to make. Um, he looks down. I... If this is what it takes to bring her soul what I have to do. One soul for a soul. That seems like a fair bargain. I can't says it's a fair bargain. Ivania. Please. Please don't hate the man I'm about to become. the memory fades. Jeez, this guy had issues. 
can leave the room. Come stop. <clears throat> what do you do? As Frinka steps past you. So he literally sold his soul for this. You have heard of horrifying stories. Like wizards are powerful, powerful people. They can take the raw destructive energy of arcane magic and wield it um, with finesse and delicacy. You glance over your shoulder at Milia. You know that there are those that channel mana through their bodies rawly, like innately. And you're thankful that Milia channels divine magic, not arcane. Raw arcane power is a terrifying prospect, especially for someone who may not necessarily know quite how to control it. You've heard of those that will willingly, perhaps, enter into bargains to obtain magical energy directly from the source. Arcane warlocks, as they're known, are some of the most feared individuals, presumably because they're that desperate. To directly ask to directly ask a Khan to be a conduit to sell one's soul to the betrayer in exchange for power. Utter desperation. I'll, I'll never be able to forgive a track for what he did to you, Dryadia. But there was a part of me that hoped maybe... There was some humanity left in him. It seems whatever he was, or whoever he was, has been replaced by entirely darkness. Unfortunately, there is no saving the man known as Atrak. It has only steeled my resolve on what I intend to do. This was a choice that he made? No one seems else? So. Only um, some of us could be that lucky. As you look into the room, you notice that the tome that the memory of Atrak was hunched over, there is a tome on the table in its place. Are we interested in that? I can only imagine what it may bring upon us as it had to him. You know, once I might have done the same thing. I'm going to scramble up and uh, take into a look. His, into his chair? Okay. So as you move the chair out of the way and use it to get some height to see onto the table, what is in front of you appears to be a another diary of sorts. It strikes you as being very... You almost immediately know what it is because you keep like a scientific journal, like a journal of sorts, almost identical to this one. Mm. 
you notice that the book is opened on a the the page that the book is opened on is an older one one that uh, was penned some time ago it looks almost a year old the nobleman is a fascinating subject i honestly feel for his loss his mind is utterly shattered reality no longer holds any importance for him he simply cannot come to terms with what he has done i am not one to throw away a tool if it can be salvaged he mentions in fevered sleep a name yakov i don't know who this yakov is but i am confident that he will become a very valuable tool for me the tower allows me to manipulate his minds to extents i have never been able to before the tower has the ability to create a mold and shape i will continue my work to bring this yakov to life I'll have read through that out loud, I think. Once I've passed it. Is that about Victor? It is. Though it unfortunately officially confirms our suspicions that they were the same. Oh, you went crazy. It seems... He may have already had his problems, but been made so, so much worse by a track. Triadio. As you hear Galena read out these words, your mind casts back to a fuzzy kind of memory that seemingly rises to the surface of your mind. Victor was demanding to know where Yakov was. He was insistent that Atrak was helping him find Yakov. And as Galena reads the words out from this tome, from this journal, you realize that Yakov was never real. Victor was being led into chasing a ghost. He was chasing a figment of his own imagination. That's deep. Will you still like him or not? I pity him mm. 
Yakov is a bit of a dick, though. Maybe we kill Yakov, but keep Victor. Like, I don't know how that's possible, but maybe. If we can help Victor, we... As much as it pains me to say, given again the situation and what happened, may try to help Victor. If he's beyond help, though, we have to stop him. Yeah, but I mean, who is Victor? Do we know what he is? Do we know what he likes? So it it, it seems to me I uh, I'm I'm speculating here, but it seems to me sort of there's there's a correlation between Yakov Victor and also our track situation, you know, a sense of being like hollowed out and filled with darkness, as Comstock put it. Tracks being his own little, uh, his own little uh, Khan. Yeah, I think I... they're both incels. Giving Victor power in exchange for uh, false promise. For all the wrongs and evil they've done, I just... Nothing in nature is truly good or truly evil. It just... It doesn't make sense for something to be so binary. I wonder if there's still, as Frinka said, if there's still some, still some Victor left. But also maybe, maybe just a mustache. <laughs> but maybe there's some Atrak left too. And and I mean Atrak as he was, not as he is. Maybe we can use that. Perhaps. I don't know. It's it's possible. It's it's. I guess it depends what's behind the rest of these doors. There may but be I something. Think this... Even at his most sane, though, Atrak. He helped the arcane dragons. He led those I... war parties by choice, and I so, am not so many people died. He I am not mustache. suggesting. I am not suggesting he deserves mercy. Not at all. But in order for him to be found guilty, he must have some of his his humanity intact somewhere. Otherwise, he's just a. He's just a force, like a, like a, like a storm. I think that is exactly what he is. If he has sold his very being, his soul, there's nothing left in there. He won't find peace, even if we bring an end to him, because there's nothing to bring peace to anymore. He gave himself completely to a Khan. We shall see. If uh, if you find a leech on you, it may mean you no harm, but either way, you should simply kill it. With that thought lingering in your minds, let's go have a quick break. Oh, break okay. time! Tea oh, time! Ah. So warm. What's that, Jabberwocky? You want them to like and subscribe? What?
I mean, he's the boss. Please, like and subscribe to Explorers of Elsewhere. Ah! 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 Welcome back, everyone. It's good to we, be back. We are rummaging through Atrax's secrets, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Galena, as you emerge from, uh, like, the study, what is effectively like a study, um, the group of you, the five of you, notes that there are uh, four more doors within site. Uh, there's one almost immediately next to uh, Galena and Milia on a corner. There's another door on the opposite corner just next to Dryadia. There's one on the far wall and one down an unlit corridor. What do you do? I'm going to open the next one. Okay. And I'm going to open go, Johnny, this go. one. Okay. What's behind door number four? Mm-hmm. Okay. The door opens to reveal a very hovely room. As you glance to your right, you notice what appears to be a very crude-looking cooking apparatus. Uh, there is a rickety wooden table um, in the center of the room with um, decrepit-looking chairs. There are... Um, crates, small crates and baskets of food. Um, you see one crate of bread um, nearby. But as you peer at it a bit closer, you notice that the bread is either stale or moldy. Looking around, uh, you notice that there's a lot of... Um, like the, the room isn't very well maintained, unlike the rest of what you've seen so far. Um... There are cobwebs hanging in the top corners of the room. You get the impression that wh whoever inhabits this space is very poor and has very little in the way of material possession. But as you stand on either sides of the table, Two small figures appear. A young Majani girl and a young purple scaled dragon scent. The dragon scent is looking fearful and sheepish as he glances every so often up at the Majani girl. Um, you notice in this moment that what she's wearing appears to be that much. Uh, much more better kept than the relative rags that the dragon scent is festooned in. Um, he timidly offers a hunk of bread across the table to the Majani girl and I'm really sorry that I haven't got anything else. It's It's been it's been hard this winter. And the Majani girl laughs and That's alright, Atrak. This is this is wonderful. This is this is your palace. This is your kingdom. Do you Do you think they're coming back, Atrak? 
do you think? Do you know where they've gone? And as you glance around, you notice that there are three seats around this table. One of them, the Majani girl is sat in. But the the seat that the Majani girl is sat in seems decidedly... uh, Two of the seats seem decidedly bigger than the one that the young dragon sent sits in and Galena as you glance around the room and you recognize two adult seats one child's seat the dragon scent dips his head and I I don't I don't know actually um they said they would be back soon so I just have to. I just have to look after the house, and until they're back. They just went out for cigarettes. Um, but I, I'm, ha- I'm happy that you came here, Mavania. I, I, I really, I, I'm, I'm really glad that you're here. And you notice that the dragon sense eyes light up a little bit as he looks at the girl across the table from him. Maybe, um, if this, if this is my palace, perhaps, and I'm the king, perhaps you could be the queen. And the memories fade. You find, as the memories fade, those of you looking into the room notice there is one plate, one knife and fork. Everything else is packed away. I want to hate him. I need to hate him. This isn't making it easier. It's making it easier for me. He could have he could have overcome the adversity. He could have become someone better, and he chose not to. What do you do? I wish to make a proposal before we open any more doors. A bit soon in the day for that, Comstock. Well, there's that final door at the end of the unlit corridor. I have a feeling the reason it's so unlit is because it's not one he wishes to revisit. Maybe the trophy that he holds most dear, so to speak. That, or this door here, this room seems like it will be the biggest of the lot. So I say we either go for this door, or we see what he is really hiding at the end there. I mean, do them in order, I guess. Perhaps we uh, leave the darkest door for... For later, I, I'm concerned that if we disrupt any of these memories too much, the whole place might uh, decide not to keep existing. I think, as you rightly put, it's a little too late in the day for that. Um, Milia, uh, I think it's your turn to open the door. Uh, I'm not going to. Okay, bring it <laughs> It's your turn to open the door. Don't want to. Uh, okay. Well, it's in here. It's a toilet. Frinka. 
you step into what appears to be a small, a very small and cozy I mean, Frinka, it to you it looks a bit weird because it's quite literally a small room with two armchairs on a plush looking rug in front of a fireplace. What is this for? Like the wolfkin inside the wolfkin that you are looks at this and says, This room is no purpose. <laughs> There's a couple of like display stands in the corners with some things on it you've seen you know, you know that Norovar and Acevar and that they, they have all these kind of trinkets and trophies that you've seen it around already but like this room what is it for there's two seats there's just two seats in front of a fireplace and two figures materialize in the armchairs in front of the fire Atrak and Halidradis and they're both both adult, as you know them. And the two of them sit, looking into the flames, both with drinks of a Comstock, you glance in and you presume it's a bourbon or a whiskey or mm. some, of some sort. Damn it, he's got good taste. Refined yeah, drinks. Want peanuts? <laughs> and Although the memories aren't real, like they're not physical, you can still sense the tension between them. And so, it comes to this. Yes, I believe it does. This is quite possibly the last time that you and I will share drinks. Is this really what you want? This, this war will be devastating. It will tear elsewhere down to its firmament. And what for? We've progressed so much with arcane magic and you want to strip that from us? Why? You, 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 I, I struggle to see the hypocrisy of it. You're a wizard. We're both wizards. Why would you want this, Halidratis? Please. Why? Khan is dangerous. He has betrayed our trust. If Aya believes he must be brought to justice, then he must be brought to justice. Who are you to deny the, the instructions of the gods? Who are you, Atrak? A lowly little peasant boy in rich clothing. Remember how you came to sit in that chair. I will fight this war 
because it is the right thing to do. But I wish to have this one final drink with you. To say goodbye to a friend, but also to warn you. Do not dare bring my sister into this. You watch as Atrak shifts and glances away from the fire for the first time. If you put her in danger, I will tear out your heart myself. And with that, Hanadradis, in one swift glug, necks her drink, gently places the glass on a table, gets up, and leaves. Oh, that's a sipping drink. Oh my god. Um, and as the memory fades, so does the fire. Okay. Uh, Frigga turns to the group. So what did we learn? That Halodratus doesn't know how to appreciate a good drink. There we go. She's the real baddie. But those two bastards have cost us all so much. Yes. The well. darkened the room doesn't appear to have anything extra of note. Um, although you the more astute of you recognize that the seat that Halodradis was sat in seems less more dusty. It has seen less use. But the fabric on the seat that Atrax sits in or sat in appears to be a bit more threadbare. Um it seems that a lot of time is spent in contemplation in this chair. Can't be that all our ills are down to these two people, can it? Everything that happened to elsewhere, is it really just the, the squabbling of two friends on different sides of a coin? Bear in mind that the war of elsewhere yeah. was arguably world-spanning, as far as it is. Certainly continent-spanning but you have definitely seen the intimacy of both sides of the conflict. The sundering of whatever relationship these two had. Okay, get in there. Your turn. No point putting it off. You open the door at the far end of the corridor and are presented with a strange 40, 50 foot long stone corridor. The stone looks utterly at odds with the more well-kept uh, stonework of the floor that you're in the main corridor. This place is reminiscent of that first room you entered, You the, the portal was contained in. The word tomb reappears in your mind. I, I say let's retreat, go to the other door before we come down here. As yeah. Comstock, as you say that, and Dry Dryadia 
strides into the room, presumably to get a better look. Hey. Oh no. Dryadia, please make me a dexterity save. Oh boy. Oh no, oh, I'm no. very bad at dexterity. Um, like really bad. I'd love to point out as well, Dan, that uh, most of us are within 20 feet. That's fine. It's just on that. Ah. Oh. 11. 11. You are... Do, 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 do. You... <laughs> so, Galena, you watch as, like, you see runes ignite on the floor as Dryadia puts her foot down. There is a booming explosion. And, Dryadia, you take 28 oh, like, God. lightning damage. Oh, uh, Lord. And our like your foot touches the ground and the explosion rocks you back and you land in a crumple on the floor. Well, I'm back down to five hit points. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Eddie! Oh, yeah, I just tried doing like, oh, so what stupid memory have we got next? <laughs> stay, stay still, stay still. Uh, Akira wins second level. Okay. Oh, Eddie, you okay? Just about still here. Milia, as you step in and place your hands upon uh, Dryadia, who's just like uh, uh, twitching as lightning kind of courses, like you see a, a, a strip of lightning course from her, the tip of her horn down to the peak of her ear. Um, you look at the runes, like you see these kind of draconic runes on the ground in front of you. Um, and to everyone else, they are just scripts. But as you know, Celestial or Draconic, you recognize the runes say, My greatest victory. I will just read that out. Silence. Um, my greatest victory. You also, uh, roll me a, an investigation check. Ooh. Investigation. 18. Okay. You notice that the runes appear to lie directly between this sort of like pinching of the corridor, like where it narrows. And as you glance up, you notice that the corridor pinches two more times before a door at the far end of the corridor. Maybe, maybe you're right, Comstock. Maybe we check the other door. Yes, I think that might be sensible for the moment. Are you okay, Dryadia? <laughs> I'm still standing, and I'm gonna cast Cure um, Healing Word at third level on myself. Oh, okay. Oh, you smell of burning hair. Comstock, <laughs> <laughs> check for traps. <laughs> I'm getting used to that smell. For another nine. Okay. Um, Comstock, mm -hmm. you stride down the less well-lit corridor. Less well-lit, you know, there's no torches or uh, 
chandeliers overhead. The door in front of you strikes you as being hidden away. That's the impression you get from it. I'll pop a... I'll, I'll splash Comstock with some resistance. Okay. Go. What do you think? Thank you. Uh, well, let's see what you're... Let's see what you're hiding behind this door. As you oh. open the door, you peer into what appears to be a pantry? A larder of some sort? There's a creaking wooden floor underfoot. There are barrels and <clears throat> crates of food. and It looks very well stocked. Everything looks fresh. Your stomach rumbles as you glance across at the fresh uh, veg and fruit on the far wall. You hear a rummaging from around the corner of the pillar that holds, that splits the room. Just have a look and see. And as you step around the corner to see, like, more cellar space, um, well, you see more cellar space and what appears to be, like, desks of... Well, it reminds you a little bit of Galena's tent and how she has all of her contraptions and whatnot out. But you hear the clinking of glass. And a small purple-scaled dragon scent appears, like, stands up and looks seemingly in your direction. And then you hear footsteps approaching through the door that you've just come through and two young Majani come running into the room two young Majani girls one looks like an early teenager the other looks younger than her sister And given what you saw in the kitchen, you recognize the younger door, the younger girl as Mivania. And as you glance, you then recognize, you surmise the other must be Halidradis. What are you doing in here? Halidradis shouts out. And the dragon sent boy like seizes up and and scrabbles a little bit and ducks behind. A nearby chair. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I um. Please, please don't. Don't tell him. Um. And Mavania creeps forward and. Hallie, who is it? Who is? Who is that? Um. Halidradis takes a threatening step forward. Why are you in our basement? How did you get in here? And, Atrak, peers up from round the chair and I'm I'm sorry I I I just I just wanted some food and I saw all of this and it looks really exciting and are you, you're not going to tell on me are you 
Mavania steps forward and assures Atrak. No, of course we won't. Oh, Halatradis, he looks so cold. Can we, do we tell, shall we, sh shall we show him to Mama and Papa? And the dragon said, no, 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 please don't, no. No adults, please. I, I just, I just want some food. And Comstock, in that moment, you see the look from Mavania to her older sister. The look that says a thousand words. And as Mavania turns back and... I'm Mavania. What's your name? She says, as she takes Atrak's hand for the first time. And the memory fades. Milia? Hmm? What did it say in that corridor? My first victory. My greatest victory, even. His greatest victory. <clears throat> it seems his early life was spent in destitute, struggling to survive. Then he meets Haladradis and her sister. They seem to help him grow and become someone important, as we see in that dining, in that sort of uh, drinking room. He's still a pauper in rich person's clothing. He becomes a general of an army. I'm wondering if his greatest achievement is that he finally mattered for a bit. He became someone who mattered. His name is still rung across all these lands. Maybe. Or maybe it was meeting her. Greatest victory. Well, let's face it, she set him on this path. Hmm. His greatest victory. Galena, as Comstock's musing out loud, and as you kind of glance across and all of the sort of like the arcane apparatus that was on, and we're talking like beakers and flasks and alchemical mm. reagents and whatnot, they all, like all the flasks and that empty as the memory fades and are replaced with dusty cobwebbed apparatus in its place. And as you look around, everything just looks that much more unattended to and dusty. And you know, based off Milia's presumptions, well, you, you what you understand based off Milia's presumptions is that all of these places, the tower seems to have pulled directly from Atrax's mind. Like these are places of importance. These are cr critical moments of Atrax's life. Yet this one is abandoned. It's like he's... It's like he's trying to forget this one. Hmm. The source of it all. Strange. But as Comstock muses and says the words, My greatest victory over and over, you know from your readings of, you know, uh, warding runes, which is what it seems that Dryadia stepped on, there 
almost impervious as what I can passable without, you know, severe bodily harm. <laughs> unless you can deactivate them. Unless you know the password. Okay. Well, suppose we'll figure this out. There's Does any other... of this equipment uh although it's a little a little dusty and ill-maintained does any of it look uh is any of it some some nice alchemical stuff uh you could certainly fill your bags yes i mean a lot of this is quite up-end stuff and it doesn't look as though he's been actually doing any experimentational work in here for quite some time no like the other rooms you can see that he's at like someone was sleeping in the bed someone was using the command table uh Someone was using the kitchen table. Someone was using the seat in the fireplace. No one is using this room. As you, like Comstock, as you leave, you notice that the crates of food empty. Who's going to snag an apple? <laughs> It would have been nice. I think. Right, gang. Looks like we'll need a password. What is. Everything he's been through. Everything. He survived. Nearly dying to the Mage Bane, he survived. The war he had with Haladrada survived. Being poor, a young boy, he survived. I think his greatest achievement so far is survival, because everything's been against him. Somehow, he has continued. Is his greatest achievement surviving? Enduring? Is... I think, um... Or it started with Mavania, and it's ending with Mavania. So maybe his greatest achievement is love. I don't think he's... I don't think he's felt alive in a long time. When, um... When it all happened, I... I know how he feels. And I came through it, and he has dug into it deeper and deeper. I don't think it's surviving. I think I think you're right, Dryadia. I think maybe his greatest achievement, as he sees it, is simply Mavania. Everything he's done since then, it's been to get her back. But he has yet to achieve that. Galena, you know that you have to be within the range of the runes to speak the password. We can try both. Oh. Okay. I took one for the team last time, so I'm staying well back. Comstock, <laughs> you're a fine strapping lad. <laughs> I have. I'm getting very mixed messages from you, Galena. <laughs> but uh, he readies his shield. What are we going with? What do you think, gang?
Mecha? You know what I think? Perhaps Mevania. Milia? Perhaps love. Milia, what, what are your thoughts? I would go I with things that isn't already been said. Okay, let's start. Let's work through this systematically. I'm getting around the corner for this. She's not his victory. She's his equal. He wouldn't... I don't think it's her. Because it's his victory. Wait, wait. Victory. It's the greatest victory. Victory. Is it... Is it Yakov? Oh, What's... maybe he loves puns. <laughs> What's Frinka thinking of all of this? Uh, Frinka's kind of scratching based, her head. Based on everything you've seen, based on Amelia as well, based on everything you've seen that you know came from his mind. Everything in this area was of intense importance to him. Why was what you've seen here? You realize that this is this is a snapshot. This is a a dungeon of Atrax's mind. This is what you've seen here is Atrax. This is his deepest, darkest, most hidden thoughts. This is what drives him. Is it magic? Magic? He lost his magic, as we know from the first room. It's all for her. He got it back. Every, every room, he got it back to bring her back. He, we've seen him sell his soul for her. We've seen him meeting her. We've seen him losing her. Can't think of what else it could be. And do I think he could feel possessive about her? Yeah, he's a dick. Mavania! The runes fade. Yes. Well, one thing is right, he is a dick. As you step further down the corridor, another line of runes illuminate. Milia, these runes say, My greatest shame. Uh, is these ones, um, my greatest shame. Mm. What? It... Maybe Could he has a small also... tail or something. No. <laughs> Could it also be Mavania? Would be. Think, think about it. You know yeah. this. Mavania is the reason. He is where he is today. He had to rely on Mavania's help from the very beginning. Without her, he is nothing. I think he said those words himself or 
alter those effects. That's why he... That's why he needs her so badly. Why he needs her back, because she is everything to him. I agree. And maybe that is also his greatest shame. Mavania. Uh -oh. The runes fade. Oh, Comstock, you're so smart! I knew it! I Thanks. put all the credit on Dryadia there for that second one. <laughs> Addy, you do your smart. Good work, the Addy. first one, thank you. You know, I'm dumb enough to step on the rooms, but I'm oh. also smart enough <laughs> to make them fade. Oh, by the storm bear! A final line of runes appear. Amelia, oh, please read my greatest fear. Same thing? Mivania? No. no. My greatest fear. The runes fade. Oh. Oh, and you hear a heavy clunking noise from the door in front of you. Okay, well done. It's ah. also not exactly secure, but fair enough. Yeah. Like, put three times the same word, dude. I... Well, that's good. Do I get any idea of why those last runes faded? Uh, Millian said the words Mavania. Oh, did she? Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I'll, I'll I can ready. understand why. It's because he has no clue what will happen when she comes back. Or what if she'll be the same person? Yeah. I think or his what greatest fear do... is losing her. That too. Perhaps but it's... but it's, it's losing her and it's having her again. It's being without her, but it's also being with her. Because I don't who is think he? It's that, I don't think it's that she's changed. I think it's how much he has. Mm. What would she think of all of this? As the last, as you say this, as the last flickers of the rune vanish, Comstock, you think for a moment back through what you've experienced in this place. How how intrinsic Nirvania has been to this this man. And your mind casts itself back to a fateful moment mere like less than a few days ago. And it dawns on you that whilst he may not have been entirely forthcoming, based off what you've seen, and this is the barest representation of the man you know as Atrak, he's never lied about what he's doing. Hmm. <sighs> he is doing this for Mavania. He does believe in what he's doing now. I also have a very distinct fear that what I said at the start is about to come true. What is that? This is her tomb. Oh. The room in front of you is tomb-like, similar to the one, the corridor that you're in. 
and whilst there is there is a sarcophagus at the far end in front of it is a small pedestal upon which lies a small diary sized book you notice though that the walls of this tomb are crystalline like the rest of the tower this is not per se a projection like the rest of what you've experienced there is no illusion here this is Atrax deepest sanctum the book in the middle is it in um in, in a readable language or draconic still as you open the tome to the first page it reads my diary atrak aged five and as you flick through it it is a comprehensive retelling of his memories from childhood until a very fateful day Galena as you kind of see Comstock leafing through it and you kind of get an idea of what it is you sense an an intense magical aura emanating from this book it's a key It's his memories. It's his destination. It's his goals. He takes the book and hands it to Galena. We can use this. This'll... With the other things we have, we're nearly there. This should get us a portal to bring us straight to him. Okay, nice. We want to do anything here? If this is a tomb, it'd be wise to leave it alone. Even the world spirits somewhat frown on raising the dead. Within reason, as he looks to Dryadia. Uh, Comstock and Dryadia, your passive perceptions are high enough that you notice that the sarcophagus at the end of the, at the back of this tomb appears to have been disturbed at some point, sort of, recently. There's certainly disruptions in the dust that's gathered on and around it. And Dryadia, you think for a moment to the vision you had from Coraloro when you first arrived here. And whilst that vision was distorted by the crystalline structure that seemed to be formed around what you assume to be Corolloro's form, you remember seeing that huge, jutting chunk of mana crystal that dominated the room that you were in. And as you glance at the sarcophagus, you think about this humanoid silhouette suspended in that crystal. 
I turn to Comstock and I say, if it makes you feel better, I don't think there's anything in that. It's just a stone box. He believes he's almost done. If he's retrieved her, means he thinks he's ready. We need to hurry. Okay. Is there anything Let's else you, you wish to do in this place before you leave, or are you happy to head back to the entrance? Let us head back. Yeah. In which case, as you make your way back, um, you notice that as you step back into the main hall, like the, into the... Um, the, the hall of this room with the, with the many doors you stop and pause and as you look around everything seems so much more real now that you've seen into his memories everything seems right And one by one, you step through the blue portal to emerge back into the entrance hall. Um, and as you emerge, knowing that you have one area to go through, one portal to step through, left. We'll call it there. Hey. Ooh, one last one. Ooh. What's behind it? Yeah, oh, that just strengthened boy. my resolve. Mm. Bitch needs to die. <laughs> how dare he be a kid at some point in his mm. life? Exactly. Ah, <laughs> how dare you have trauma? See, ah. that's the thing with Milia. It's her sensitive heart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can just get therapy for our track. Hey, listen. The only person who's allowed to have trauma is Milia. No one else. <laughs> exactly. That's why we're all fine, <laughs> right? I'm fine. I'm just right. a, you know a little bit maybe undead, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, everyone, on completing episode eighteen. Yay! Pretty close. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> So what a happy upbeat episode that was! Oh boy! Oh boy! Good yeah. luck finding a short for that one, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we have two episodes left now, um, and who knows what's going to happen in those? Who's to tell? Uh, so. Uh, if you somehow enjoyed that, uh, <laughs> make sure uh, to hit the like button and leave a comment below. Um, and uh, yeah, we do stuff like this very, very regularly. Uh, so if you fancy some more 5th edition D&D actual play or non 5th edition D&D actual plays or yeah. Baldur's Gate live streams or... Well, good... No, wait. Baldur's Gate recordings or live streams or shorts or everything else. And make sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell icon for notifications of when we release new things because it's happening so often it makes my head spin. <laughs> I mean, he had to do a whole live stream of just editing, so that's yeah. how bad it's got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, 
Thank you once again, you lot, for playing. Thanks uh, again, you lot, for watching and or listening. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. 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 <laughs>